Are you ready to stop stress, anxiety, and low self-esteem from ruining your life? Join award-winning author and breakthrough expert Dr. Friedman Schaub for Empowerment Radio as he addresses some of the most difficult challenges in our day-to-day lives. Find out how you can use the power of your mind to overcome self-sabotaging patterns and build a solid foundation of confidence and self-respect. Learn cutting-edge tools to switch out of survival mode and approach every day with greater ease, joy, and purpose. Here is your host on Empowerment Radio, Dr. Friedman Schaub. Welcome to Empowerment Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Friedman, and uh, well, I hope you're doing all well. I hope you are staying safe and uh, in the social distancing mode that your area has been recommending to do. You know, one of the things about this so interesting time we're living in is that we are, I believe, more than ever thinking about our health. You know, we are taking health for granted. It's one of those things that pretty much we believe is always there unless we are really dealing with some illness. Now, many of us are not really dealing right now with illness, but we are still thinking about health. What can we do to protect our health, to boost our health, to make ourselves more healthy? And also, for those of you who have been dealing with an illness, let's say, for example, with a virus, and you are struggling with it or have been uh, dealing with fever or coughing or anything like this, but you haven't really been able to go to the doctor or you felt like, well, it's not as bad and the hospitals are overwhelmed. Well, this may be exactly what you need today, this show, because it is about healing and it's about how we can heal and it's ultimately healing from the inside out. Healing, as uh, my special guest says, healing against all odds. And I think healing happens. Healing is not something that is done to us. Healing is not necessarily something that is created by the doctors or is created by the medication we are taking or the prescription we are receiving. That is just something that is supporting the healing, that is adding to the healing. In the end, it's still like my father said, it's the body that heals, the doctor prescribes. And I think there is such truth to that. So without further ado, I'm so excited to have my special guest, Avital Miller, on the show, who is the best-selling author of a fabulous book, which is called Healing Happens to You. And it's a collection of just amazing healers and physicians and so on that are talking about stories uh, of their clients and patients and people they know that have been healing against all odds, against what they were told and and how they are perceiving what healing is all about and the tips and insights they can give us. And that is what Avital will share with us today. So thank you, Avital, so much for being on the show today. Thank you so much. It's really an honor and a joy to be on your show and to contribute to the work you've been doing with bringing people insight to realize how they can expand their potential. Thank you. And I'm really excited because healing is such a big topic for me as well. As a physician, I was at the side of believing that the body cannot do it. 
and we have to have somehow the help of medicine to do this for us. And then I really got uh, not a 180, but let's say a 125, where I felt, well, what if you actually, what if all of us have way more healing potential than we were made believe? And what if we could tap into this potential? So I'm sure it's going to be a great conversation talking with you about this, but tell us a little bit more about you and how you got onto this path. Because I think you worked at Microsoft at some point, right? <laughs> I did. I did. And uh, a lot of people ask what a former program manager from Microsoft is doing being involved with healing. And really, I had a story similar to what you're describing. Growing up, I had a lot of trust in the doctors, uh, just like most people would, and that they're really the, the source for healing, for keeping ourselves healthy for getting better when things go wrong. And then I started to have my own stuff go wrong. And at the time, you know, I, I was at Microsoft and I actually just didn't feel like that was my path. And I left it and I got involved with yoga, with fitness, and I'm teaching 25 to 30 classes all over town every single week. And I'm a fitness director. I'm a teacher trainer. Uh, maybe some of you can relate kind of having a lot to do and loving having so much to do. And I was known as the energizer buddy. So here I am just in my young prime with all this potential and all these wonderful things I'm doing. And I'm a health and fitness instructor. I know about health. And I start having health issues and mm. having a fever for two months, three months, you know, not getting better. The doctors are not giving me any solutions. My beautiful long hair is falling out. My muscles were turning to fat and I was getting weaker than my students. I was having issues with fatigue and was taking my first naps, which was foreign to me as an energizer buddy. Mm. And I was concerned, a lot of you would be, you know, like, am I going to be out of the job soon? I can't keep up with my own students. And I did what most of us would do. I went to the doctor. And it took a while, actually, with the doctors to figure out exactly what was going on. And we came to the conclusion that I had Hashimoto's, an autoimmune disorder, as well as hypothyroidism. And then they just gave me some supplements. They gave me a high dosage of medicine and they just said, okay, you're going to be on this for life, you know, and, and that, mm. that's it. And they send me out the door. They won't tell me anything else that could be going on. And the first thing that was happening was it was actually a very rocky road. If any of you know what it's like to be taking hormone medicine and the body changes from moment to moment, from day to day as a woman's natural body is naturally shifting, but as our day-to-day -day lives shift. And what I did first was I found balance. And what was happening was I kind of thought that, all right, well, I'm stuck with this for life, kind of like an arranged marriage. You know, I, I didn't choose this partner. <laughs> it was chosen for me, but I'm going to make the most of this, right? Because I want this lifelong relationship to last. And I have so many visions and goals and dreams for myself of what I could do in the world. I want to do it. So let me just figure out how to do it, working around what is going on. 
and we start opening the books, right? We start doing the research when this happens and reading online. And I was going to all different types of medical practitioners. I even studied for two months, one-to-one with a practitioner called Ayurveda in India. Mm-hmm. And that's an ancient Indian medical science, which is uh, not just curative, but it's also preventative. And it helps you understand the natural balance of your own body and how we're each unique, which is also a different understanding uh, than just everyone getting prescribed the same thing. Right. Yeah. And, and I'm finding this balance. So I'm not having so many ups and downs, which is wonderful. So what I, did the trick? Was it like everything together you did? Or did you find one specific uh, remedy or aspect that really helped you the most? That's a really good question. And when you're trying 20 million things at once, <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to know. The one thing I did realize was that I had a sense of intuition because I was doing a lot of things I wasn't enjoying as well. And I was doing too many things at times. So I realized I'm just going to do the things I enjoy and use my intuition. But here, here's the kicker. I made one change after that, after I found balance, one change, which was that I started meditating more. I moved into a yoga mm. community So it was easy to create the habit because I have the supportive community. And that's why I have a meditation group today so that I can help support people with that sense of community to actually make it a habit. And, and so I'm meditating more and more. And you might know this. Others might know this. How does meditation make you feel? Crappy at the beginning. <laughs> at the beginning, you feel like you want to just jump off the mat and run away because your mind is racing like crazy and you feel very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Uh, eventually it feels better and eventually it becomes like a necessity but uh, yeah it takes a while it's not the immediate like uh, all that we want which is usually immediate gratification that's certainly not in my experience at least what medita- meditation does mm-hmm. yeah yeah and after you get over that initial hump of your mind going crazy How does your body feel? You know, when, when your mind starts relaxing into it, your body feels good, right? And so I- would you say that the, the path of meditation and balance was for you also then the call to say, I'm going to get out of this, you know, little hamster wheel I was in, you know, where you were doing too much and where you were identifying yourself with the energizer bunny. Did you change the way you looked at yourself? I, I already decided that I was stressing myself out by trying too many things before I started meditation. Uh, but this is what happened with the meditation. So I first got over that hump of getting myself to settle down and be quiet. And then the body tends to feel really good, but I was not. I was having all sorts of interesting symptoms and opposing symptoms coming up. And I went back to the doctor And they did their tests and they said, well, you're overdosed on your medication. You need to lower your dosage. Wow. Uh, so this is what was interesting. So we lowered my dosage and then I started feeling good again. And then I meditated more and then I started not feeling good again. And I went back to the doctor and like, well, we need to lower your dosage. So they, they kept doing that. And some people nickname that time going from medication to meditation. So hmm. it meditation by itself can help you get out of the hamster wheel. 
And I felt like there were two key things about meditation. One is that most of the challenges that we have in our body come from stress. Yes. And meditation completely de-stresses us. And this is important because it's hard to turn off the sympathetic nervous system, the fight or flight response. We want to be sitting in the parasympathetic nervous system, the relaxation response. One of the things that's really nice about everyone staying home now is that we're actually getting impacted by a lot less environmental things. Now, people might have challenges in the home that they need to deal with. Uh, but they're probably not hearing as many noises. They're not, their body's not getting impacted by as much stimuli, right? The air is getting clearer. There's not as much pollution in the air. So there's in some ways, at least less stress on our body, right? There's more stress. Some people are out of work as well. So we kind of, you know, have to have to deal with those things too and figure out how, how do we minimize that so we can relax. And often when you sit and meditate, you're like, oh, this isn't a big deal. Or, oh, I can find a solution. I, you, you lose that sense of tension around a situation that's happening. And start to do it enough where we maintain that state of st- staying in the relaxation state. But when that's I was really, oh, sorry, we have to go to break quickly. But I wanted just to say when we come back, we will talk more about the parasympathetic nervous system state because you're absolutely right. I also find that is one of the key to healing. And, and what I found in your book was very interesting about those five factors that can actually affect the parasympathetic nervous system. And meditation is a way to get there, but also to see what other five factors are there that can actually help you to be more in that balanced and more parasympathetic nervous system state. So stay tuned. We will be right back. live on transformationtalkradio.com is the brilliance ultimatum times up with claudette rowley powerful conversations practical innovations and transformative solutions as claudette and her guests delve into the possibilities and what she calls reality resistance join the cultural revolution and annihilate obstacles check it out at culturalbrilliance.com what would you do with the power of community How do you create your own rituals? Tune in to Living Your Gifts with me, Susan Huff, Ancient Applications for Modern Times, the second Wednesday of each month on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Our lives begin with the stories we are told and the stories we tell ourselves. Storytelling is the key. To learn more about me, visit LivingYourGifts.com. That's LivingYourGifts.com. For stimulating conversation and keys that will change your life, tune in to Dynamic Destiny with Coach Pete every first and third Wednesday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Join Pete to get clarity for your calling and practical wisdom for results. For more about Coach Pete, visit PeteCoaching.com. That's P-E-T-E Coaching.com. Sanskrit is not just a language to be written and spoken. 
but it is a doorway to gaining understanding of how we experience life and truth. Conscious Confidence is a book written by Sanskrit scholar Sarah Main. The stories Sarah shares will take you on a journey of understanding how the power of this ancient language is not only still relevant, but can truly transform your everyday life. Drawing upon the deeper meanings behind the Sanskrit words for confidence, Sarah Main outlines principles for harnessing the fourfold energy of conscious confidence. Focusing, uniting, simplifying, and energizing. Not just a book, a life guide. Available now on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Inner Traditions, you can find all of those links on ConsciousConfidence.com. Hi, I'm Laura Meeks, and the most common problem that my clients face is all work and no play. This is why I created Fly High Living. I help you develop a balanced life plan and guide you to a place where you love to wake up in the morning. Call 888-666-1570 or go to flyhighliving.com to sign up for the four-week Flight Plan for Life course. Are you ready to transform your life and embrace magical experiences? Talking to Tannis with your host Tannis McRae is here to help you find your joy in life. Tune in live every first and third Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Let's awaken your experience and create the change necessary to take back your right to choose who you are. For more about Tannis, visit TalkingToTannis.com. Welcome back to Empowerment Radio. I'm talking with Avital Miller about Healing Happens, the fabulous book that she wrote and that she interviewed really amazing healers and doctors about their insights on healing. And uh, we just talked about the importance of meditation and how it helped her on her healing path from having uh, thyroid issues and autoimmune disease with a thyroid to get actually into a place where she didn't need as much medication and maybe i don't know are you at the place where you don't need any medication at all anymore i do need a little bit right now uh, i actually went four years without any medicine and mm -hmm. then i started to have a fever um, and then the doctors, they put me on the medicine. I, I've done a little bit more research and uh, they tested me for Epstein-Barr virus. Um, but the it's like it manifests in the body where there's Epstein-Barr virus. And then it also looks like the same autoimmune disorder. And part mm. of my understanding with that is the there's a virus in my thyroid gland that my body is trying to get out. So I've had to shift the protocol of how I work with my body to help get that virus out. And, that and that's one of the next steps I feel for the healing with the, the Hashimoto's and the hypothyroidism. And um, you know, just a couple of things about that too, because when I was meditating, what I also did was 
I created my own understanding of God. Like I just didn't believe in any concept of God for quite some time because the way that I was taught religion, it didn't make sense to me. And, mm -hmm. and when I created an understanding of just, just something beyond the physical body, just what's non-physical and allowing that power to be present in my life, I feel also helped relax me mm. you know, and, and tune in to a deeper level. And the techniques that I was doing with meditation actually help connect you with all of that energy. You know, and then the next thing that happens that really creates this inspiration, and that's really where my book, Healing Happens, Stories of, of Healing Against All Odds, gets born from, is I have probably a more a more common thing where it's a lot of women have issues with Hashimoto's and hypothyroidism and right. you know, there's new understanding coming out that maybe that has to do with Epstein-Barr virus. It's not tested enough yet in the um, the <clears throat> Western medical system to be like accepted as an idea by everyone. Uh, but a lot of people are finding success with it. But it, it's running into people who were told that they were going to die in six months or a few hours but I'm meeting them years later. And it's story after story of people who had much more extreme things than me, turning that around dramatically. And I know you were referencing the first chapter in my book, or it's actually, I think it's officially chapter two, um, but the first chapter after mine, and that's with Coach Ruben. And he had one of his actual gals that he coached for swimming in high school. And she called him up to say goodbye because she thought she was going to die mm. probably within a year because right. of how serious her case was with diabetes. Well, within seven days, pretty much, he got her levels back to normal range. You know, and, and food is a huge, huge part with diabetes, but understanding food in a new perspective, which is a lot of the detail that he goes into in this chapter. And that's one of those five factors that you were pointing to. The other ones we might not think about as much. The factors yeah. to get into the parasympathetic nervous system state, which, you know, you could say when you have diabetes, your body is constantly in that stress mode. It's always about survival. How can I get enough food into the cells, especially sugar? And so, yeah, being in a parasympathetic nervous system state is uh, crucial to not burn so much and not to have this demand on sugar so much. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Tell us about these five factors, which I find really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And as I mentioned, one of them is the food. And um, what he likes to talk about the divine design and what foods are stimulating the sympathetic nervous system versus the parasympathetic nervous system, right? Part of the issues with diabetes too is the body's inability to actually absorb the good nutrients they are eating, like to get to them, to process itself cor correctly, because there's things being put in the body that interrupt the, the process, you know, that block you from getting to the things that are supportive, right? So sugars, can block the process. Uh, inflammatory foods like dairy, like meats, can block that process. So his protocol, you know, his recommendation is is to be taking out all of these like inflammatory and and stimulating in the wrong way kinds of foods. Um, then we're looking at other layers we don't always think about. So he says, focus on positive thoughts. 
Right. I mean, I believe there very much. Yeah, <laughs> and have you seen the movie What the Bleep Do We Know? Yes. I think that was the first time I came across this concept because I I have an engineering degree, right? So I might seem very woo-woo today, but I did not start that way and I would have never ever like been able to go woo-woo if I didn't see some sort of scientific understanding or experiments. And they did these experiments on water and on plants to say, well, let's say we take a glass of water and we put the word good on it or love. And then let's say we take a glass of water and we put the word bad or hate on it. And then we're going to look after a little bit of time at the little molecules of water under a microscope and notice the difference between them. And we can look at the ones that were in the negative word water and the, the pattern of the molecules is all this scattered non-symmetrical look and then you look at the molecules with the positive word and it's like the beautiful perfect patterned snowflake picture right. right this is the difference that can happen in the physical makeup of something because of the energetic impact Now we've also learned in science that everything is made of energy. Our physical body is made of energy. It vibrates at a frequency wave. So let's impact it with the frequency waves that match health. Right? So all the things that we consider positive because positive and negative are different for everyone. So all the things that we consider positive are the ones that are going to affect our health and our vibrational frequency wave to that. in that regard i think it's really important to like you said when you are ill and you are bombarded with negative messages like you know this uh, this uh, student of uh, of the coach who basically was you know believing that she's going to die and she probably heard this also from her doctors and i had similar cases in in my practice where where unfortunately people do hear from uh, the medical establishment well statistically you have one and a half years to die uh, to live and then exactly on the dot you know the time runs out or i had a client who does had prostate cancer he was doing really well and everything was stable but then uh, his physician and it's not mean it's not meant uh, you know to hurt a person but it's just like what uh, i was trained as well tell you know your patients the truth don't make false hope all this kind of stuff and so he was told that well your psa which is a marker for the cancer uh, will increase in the next few months it's just a given and he was devastated when he heard that he, he really his whole hope and uh, and positivity broke down and of course exactly in that time frame it it tripled uh, the psa level and and he gave up i mean there is something also that we have to really be mindful about to block away some of those suggestions that we hear uh, mm -hmm. on what you are supposed to experience on your own healing path we have to free ourselves from that and i'm sure that this is what this book can also do for people to just see that everything is possible we cannot limit ourselves just because someone says you don't have the permission to do something that is not usually happening i really wish doctors would just make this simple change in what they say because it's very important to be honest uh, with patients and, but instead of saying this is going to happen say this is what we've seen 
usually right. happen this percent of the time. So we don't have to implant that as this is going to be the story on you, but just this is what we've seen. It's just a, it's a simple shift, you know, but let, let's see what we can do for you. Well, I wish that doctors could also maybe uh, share a little bit more that everyone is unique and everyone has their own makeup. And there are many cases and doctors know this too. I mean, my father was a physician and he was someone and my mother too, but they both were more kind of the holistic physicians and they definitely always gave people hope. They always told people, you are your own person. You have your own circumstances. This is not just the illness that dictates the outcome. It's everything together. And so let's see how we can everything corral around this so that you get well again. So there was, yes, a diagnosis. Yes, there was a possible outcome, but there was always a possibility to something else and something better. And I think if you can just, uh, if we can give uh, patients that hope and that uh, that empowerment to hold on to, I think that would make a huge difference and it would shift into the parasympathetic nervous system. We're going to have a little break. We'll be right back again with more. Stay tuned. Have you ever wondered what your pets think about? Do you know what your pets are saying to you? Dr. Monica will be your pet's translator to help you understand what your pets are trying to communicate to you. Enhance the bond with your furry friends on Pets Talk with Pet Communicator, Dr. Monica, each month on TransformationTalkRadio.com. For more information about Dr. Monica, visit PetCommunicator.com. Is traditional medicine not working for you? Do you still feel as if your health isn't 100%? Here at the Holistic Medical Center, Dr. Nushin Darvish and the qualified staff look through the dimensions of wellness and start a healing plan prioritized to your needs. Our physicians assess the whole you until complete health is achieved. Get the help you need by visiting drdarvish.com or call 425-451-0404. Welcome back to Empowerment Radio. Uh, We're talking with Avital Miller about her book, Healing Happens. And um, we just started talking about how important it is to use the right words to get into the parasympathetic nervous system, which is that healing nervous system. And, and another factor was food. Now, what are the other factors to get into the parasympathetic parasympathetic nervous system it's a tongue breaker <laughs> yeah okay so we said focus on positive thoughts and we said food speaking supportive words right that's the next level of our thoughts and the sound has its own vibrational frequency as well so that's going to have another level of impact than just our thoughts keeping promises to ourselves. That is a fascinating one, isn't it? I mean, that I love so much because it's so simple. 
And it's such a common mistake most of us make that we are saying, oh, yeah, I'm going to eat better, drink less, go to the gym, call my friend. And we don't nothing of it, break our promises all the time. We would definitely be disappointed if anyone else would do this for or to us. But somehow we do this over and over again, just as if we don't really matter as much. So yeah, I love that point. Yeah, we have to be able to trust our own selves. And I feel one of the things that I've done with this, because maybe everyone does this every year, we create our New Year's resolutions and do we follow through with them? And after a few years of doing that, I finally just said, well, I've had this on my New Year's resolution for the past five years and I haven't done it. Am I really going to do it? So it's also just just not making promises that you don't feel you're actually going to keep. I'm in a coaching program right now, and they're about to my coach is about to talk to me and, and tell me what's going to be like your challenge for the next 30 days, like some different shift you're going to commit to. And, and so really been thinking about it. I mean, yes, what do I want to shift? But what am I actually going to do? What am I going to follow through with? So what promise can I keep to myself? And then the last one is wisely choose the company you keep. And when we're talking about, again, all of these vibrational influences and how sensitive the body is, I have a very sensitive body, right? That's why I've had health issues. That's why I'm still working on them. And on very subtle levels, if I am having a challenging relationship, I will feel the impacts in my body. And it's, it's a huge reason for me to work on having good relationships and sometimes not having people in my life who are not willing to come to a place of harmony and peace and joy with me. I think that's, uh, that's not only for our you know, day-to-day lives important, that's especially important when it is about healing. I always remember, uh, actually, there were several clients that I worked with that came to me because of an illness. And one of them had um, Crohn's disease, and, uh, which is an autoimmune disease uh, of uh, basically your intestinal tract. And uh, when we worked on the onset of when it all started, it really became clear that it was happening the day her husband asked her to marry her. And since ever then, when they got along, she had kind of smooth sailing. When they were fighting, it was a flare-up. And it just got really clear to her that the relationship was a major trigger for her body to attack itself. And unfortunately, or fortunately, she couldn't heal until she actually separated. And once she separated, her system just readjusted. So yes, I mean, we can call it toxic draining or simply relationships we are not in harmony with are really important to address, either to resolve or to also let go of. Yeah, yeah, very important. So I'm wondering about, uh, you know, in your book, what would you say was like your, I mean, you have studied, researched, looked for your own healing and health uh, in regards to tools and insights, but what in the book was surprising you? 
what would you say like you you heard that oh my god i have never thought about that gosh i mean what was surprising me I'm trying to think but i i'll tell you the story that was the most surprising to me i already had a sense of belief that this could be possible And there, there's aspects of her story of what she learned in the process of this, which also become surprising lessons to learn. And you were talking earlier about a doctor saying, you know, you have six to eight weeks to live. And Maureen Bell was given that prognosis when she was diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. It's a type of cancer. And, you know, before that, she was just sort of growing up and who she was. She was into natural healing and green design and plants and animals. And she also was a type A personality. So mm. she kept pushing. She was in a wheelchair and she still kept pushing to the point that she passed out. And then that's when she got the diagnosis. And six to eight weeks later, just like those doctors had predicted, she was on her deathbed. She was just this little 85-pound woman, couldn't get up, morphine patches, oxygen tubes, no appetite. And the doctors did believe she was going to die any moment. Her son came to visit to say goodbye. She thought she could hold on till he came and then she could leave. But his son had a different idea than those doctors. His son, as he was leaving, said, you know, what happened? You were this, this strong, independent, single mom who raised me and is into natural healing. You know, why didn't you fight? Why didn't you fight? He leaves. She's sitting there. and Oh, my gosh. Do I have a choice? A choice? Mm. And she went into, I mean, this is where it gets more extreme, but a lot of people would call this a near-death experience. But it's that feeling where you feel what we might call unconditional love. You feel surrounded in light. Like you feel amazing. She also felt like she could see her body separate from herself. And then she heard this beautiful voice in her ear saying, choice choice yes and, and what i mean go back into that body that's so unhealthy and challenged and all that pain and the voice says well why don't you ask and she asks and the body's like yeah let's do this like like <laughs> a excited child and she's okay and here's what also is happening As she was leading up to that day, she was having a dream where it was like her body was splitting into two of her and they were going down two different paths. She wakes up from that experience and for the first time in months didn't feel pain and felt hungry. She had a sense of knowing inside her that she was going to heal. And that dream went back to one body walking down one path. What she had gathered while she was having that near-death experience, because she was having a conversation for a while with this voice of gaining understanding. 
one of the things that she learned is that those two things, one was her body and one was her soul. And they're like soulmates. And here we are all the time looking for a soulmate outside of us and it's actually right there in us. And she needed to learn how to listen to her body better. And that's what she did in her healing process. So she didn't have like this vegan diet, you know, like, like coach Ruben would recommend for the diabetes. She just tuned in intuitively in each moment. And that's why the, the path of healing is so unique and different for each of us. So those of you who like love me, like maybe you don't need to give it up. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, there's a different path for everyone. Another interesting thing that she gathered, there's just, there's so much wealth of, of information from this chapter. What she gathered was that cancer was a virus and that you could tell it to leave. And this is important because right now, when everyone is dealing with the coronavirus and we're going home and we're saying, I'm going to hide from the virus. Instead of stepping out and saying, leave, go, not welcome here. Thanks for visiting. No, thank you. Choosing what's going to happen in your bodies, in your lifestyle, in your environment, in your world. The choice that's been given to the world right now is let the virus take over. It has control. You go home and hide from it. Instead of saying, maybe we have more power over this situation. Maybe there's more power in our minds and our thoughts. Maybe we have more power over what's sitting in our bodies. It's such a huge lesson for me when I'm talking about the Epstein virus. It's like, okay, I'll just tell it to go. You create more of that power in myself, right? I watch the tests of all the results that I get with all the doctors and they get better and they get better and they get better. I know we're going to go on a break soon. There's one more interesting thing which I can share quickly that happened with her story. She had another round of chemo that was scheduled. First, she's thinking, I don't need it. Then she realizes, no, I'll go through with it, and I want to research what's in it. The first drug she looks up is made from vinca stream, vinca plant, periwinkle, her favorite plant. Mm -hmm. She looks at the derivatives of all the other drugs and has a different relationship going into this as she normally would. Maybe I should leave you all on a cliffhanger, and I'll tell you what happens with that after the break. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let's do just that. All right, we'll be <laughs> right back. <laughs> sales goals. Or maybe your business plan could use a dose of the divine. Tune in to Divinely Driven Results with faith-based business coach Elise Smith on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Coach Elise Smith helps listeners get unstuck from their business plateau and become empowered through divine guidance. Build up belief in yourself and your dreams and learn business strategies that work for you for real lasting results. Learn more by visiting www.DivinelyDrivenResults.com. Is traditional medicine not working for you? Do you still feel as if your health isn't 100%? Here at the Holistic Medical Center, Dr. Nushin Darvish and the qualified staff look through the dimensions of wellness and start a healing plan prioritized to your needs. 
Our physicians assess the whole you until complete health is achieved. Get the help you need by visiting drdarvish.com or call 425-451-0404. And we're back. So we just were left with a cliffhanger. <laughs> And so we are sitting at the edge of our seats. Tell us what happened. Yeah. She, Maureen Bell is going into this treatment of chemo, understanding exactly what all the drugs are made from, realizing that some of them are made from her favorite plant. So she kind of loves this drug coming inside of her. Normally, it would take 10 hours for all of the drugs to get into her system. This time it only took three. Normally her urine would turn blood red. This time it stayed its normal color. She was gaining weight and her hair was growing back in and the nurses were wondering if she was being given a placebo. They called the doctor and even asked. So the doctor said, no way, we can't do that in her condition. From that moment forward with all that understanding and wisdom, she slowly went on her path of healing. You know, it wasn't like, like, you know, overnight, all of a sudden she, everything was fine. It took a little bit of time for her body to rebuild back to a normal state to the point where when I was living on the Oregon coast a couple years ago, she came to visit me and went on a walk on the beach. That's wonderful. That's really a great story. And what I love about it is also that, it is not about let's not do any kind of medication or treatments because, you know, we can all do it ourselves. It is actually about, yes, there is a way for us to do this both, to take advantage of what medicine and research and science have found and also prepare our body to really do the best with it. Because a lot of times we are looking at the whole list of side effects and that's what we are focusing on. And we are preparing our body for an onslaught of chemicals that potentially can hurt us or kill us. And unfortunately, that's what the body listens to versus saying, hey, this is actually something that's going to help you and, you know, support you. Let's embrace this. And I similar stories with clients that went through chemo with when they embraced it and saw it more as a helper, as a detergent that was washing away the cancer. Uh, rather than a chemical that's going to make their hair fall out and make them throw up all night long, their side effects decreased dramatically also because they were much more in an accepting and embracing state of mind. And again, this can also be the parasympathetic nervous system mind and not the, the stress mind that uh, we were in. But it's interesting when you said uh, before about the coronavirus, why not telling it to leave? I mean, that is a... You know, it's definitely something that I believe uh, the, our attitude, our mindset is a very important part of, the, of how we approach something and how we're healing. But there is something about our attitude also in regards to that. Uh, are we approaching anything from a place of, you know, let's say fear or anger or aggression? Or are we coming more from a place of confidence and being centered inside of us? And so I want to just, uh, you know, uh, talk a little bit about this 
when we are fighting or you know pushing usually we go into a place where our immune system goes also into an alert place and when yeah. it comes to the coronavirus there's definitely something about that overreaction of the immune system what they call the cytokine storm that does most of the damage in the tissues it's not the virus itself it's how our immune system responds responds to the virus so when we are having an immune system that's already on high alert and saying oh my god there is a virus chances are that it does overreact and when we are just calmly about it and say okay you know i'm ready the virus can you know maybe create a little fever maybe i'm going to feel down I cannot 100% avoid it because chances are 60 to 80% of the population anyhow will get it. But I'm going to just embrace the right. And I know that our immune system is able to create an immunity against it and eventually resolve it. I think there is also something that is a much more, you know, confident approach to that time that we are going through than so frantically being about, you know, avoiding it or bracing ourselves for it. I mean, what do you feel about that? I have so many thoughts around that. And I used to say this all the time. I mean, I believed the doctors when they said, you're stuck with this for life. And then I said, okay. So I didn't fight it. I didn't resist it. I just said, how do I work with it? And that created relaxation in the body, right? What we focus on is also what we tend to get more of. I didn't talk about it a lot, you know, today still, like I don't talk about it a lot. I mean, I, I do in a certain sense because I give all these talks. Um, but when it comes to my personal life, I, I surrender myself in that way when I give talks to help create an understanding. But when it comes to my personal life, it, it, as long as there isn't something that I need to work out in my response to what is happening, which I can do with a therapist, um, I don't need to talk about it and give it more attention and more energy. The, the mind doesn't know the word don't or no. It, it just knows the, the positive. It knows the focal point of your thoughts. So when you say coronavirus, don't come, it, it just hears come. <laughs> it doesn't hear the don't and it hears the coronavirus. When you say coronavirus go away, then it hears the like the go away. You know, it's it's leaving, it's moving away. Uh, so it's a different right, way right. Of, of talking about it. You know, a lot of times when people are focused on healing and focused on healing, well, they're actually focused on the disease. And and that doesn't necessarily help them either. And then the energy of which we approach something is the energy in which we create in our body. I remember one of my astrologers. I told him, I'm like, I need to fight this war with the hypothyroidism and beat it. And he goes, that's the exact energy that is not going to help you because that's energy of war, of, of battle. When we use the word for an autoimmune disorder, saying the body is attacking itself, we're using the word attacking. We're also not trusting that the body actually has the wisdom and intelligence uh, you know, to take care of itself. Well, I wouldn't say that. I feel like when there's an autoimmune disease, I believe the body is reflecting something back to us. Mm -hmm. I do believe that the body has a lot of wisdom, but sometimes its wisdom is also for us to actually get the message that we didn't want to hear. 
you know, we are manifesting illnesses, at least in my belief, mm -hmm. often at uh, the point when we have been doing something over and over again, and we got first the warnings from maybe our mind in thoughts, or maybe we just felt some uneasiness or some emotions, and we push it all away, all away, and at some point it just goes to the level of the body, and it just tells us, you know, it's time to stop, it's time to change. Maybe that's exactly what the Energizer Bunny uh, routine was, yeah. that it was just time to, to make a difference in your life. So I totally believe, and my first incarnation of the work I'm doing was called Cellular Wisdom, so I'm absolutely a believer in the wisdom of the body. But it does attack itself because we have been attacking ourselves you know when we are in conflict living with each other i mean with ourselves when we are i think it's often this conflict between two sides of us you know a side of us that knows just like the parasympathetic and the sympathetic nervous system let's relax let's just focus on healing and then there is the other side that says no push harder do more there are expectations to meet those conflicts can really also create then uh, manifestations in the body. I think it's Dr. Sarno who talks about how what the body is doing too is like if the emotions seem too much for us to handle, then in a certain sense, the body holds the pain so that you don't have to hold it emotionally. Uh, but then at the same time, you can say, okay, well, my body is hurting. So is, is there something behind this? So it, it does give right. us that piece of wisdom and, and make it more obvious that there's something off here and there's something to work on, you know, and is it something just on the physical layer or is it something on the mental, emotional, spiritual layer? And I believe all of those layers can impact our body. So for sure, there's this like communication thing going on. And the interesting thing too, I just heard this talk, which was just fascinating is I mean, if the, the body is taking it instead of the mind, it's like a protective mechanism. You know, what are we ready to, to shift and to deal with? And a lot of us are also staying home and we could be using the coronavirus as a story, but actually we all needed to stay home for a certain amount of time to go through a certain amount of growth. You can't take a butterfly out of the cocoon until it's been fed enough by the chemicals in the cocoon to grow its wings fully. Uh, right. And so we don't have to put so much pressure on ourselves also with the things that are happening and allow them to take the time that they need and the course that they need to yes. unravel and release. I think that's a very important message. And it's really important also in the healing process to have patience to not always be in that, you know, uh, micro -anal analysis of wondering, uh, am I there? Is it healing? Is it getting better? Is it on the right path? But just really letting the process unfold. And I would tell there would be so many more things we could talk about. So you have to come back at some point. <laughs> it was really wonderful to uh, chat with you about health and healing. And I just want to, unfortunately, we're running out of time. I wanted to thank you so much. And the book is called what again? And how can they find it? Just quickly. Yeah. <laughs> Go to seconds. healinghappensforyou.com. F-O-R-Y-O-U. You'll find my book, my podcast, my blog there, access to my meditation group. And from there, you'll be able to get a free chapter of the book and a free month of meditations. Fabulous. 
Thank you so much. And I wish you and your loved ones all the very best. And thank you for all of you who had tuned in to Empowerment Radio. Until next time, I will do another uh, YouTube Live uh, Saturday in a week. So go to that as well. It's going to be about how to deal with issues in your relationships with yourself and your loved ones during this pandemic. Take good care. Bye. You've been listening to Empowerment Radio with Dr. Friedman Schaub. Join Dr. Friedman every first and third Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern, as he addresses some of the most prevailing challenges of our daily lives. To learn more about how Dr. Friedman's personal breakthrough program can help you overcome fear, anxiety, and low self-esteem, visit thefearandanxietysolution.com.